I actually found out recently that my roommate thought it was nerve herter. <laughs> I was like, what? That's, that's even better. But he's better. just gone most of his life thinking it was that. <laughs> Welcome to Double Issue. Quentin is moving to a new apartment, and I'm working on a double secret side project. But hey, we'll be back next week with a story or world building. You know, we'll flip a coin. We'll figure that one out. This episode is a spoiler-free review, mostly, of the movie Solo, a Star Wars story. We are joined by Mike Sandberg of Cinemike and Ian R. Buck of The Nexus TV. If you want to hear the full episode, you'll have to go to their channels and check them out. Otherwise, we'll be back next week. Welcome to Second Opinion, the reviews show here on the Nexus. I am your host, Ian R. Buck, and today I will be joined by Daniel Poole, Mike Sandberg, and Quentin Pongratz, so we can talk about Solo, a Star Wars story. Find the show notes for this episode at thenexus.tv slash SO43. Now, before we get too far into this, uh, I want to reassure everybody that we're structuring this episode so that we have uh, all of our spoiler-free stuff right here at the top, uh, and then we'll let you know well in advance. We'll have you know a whole musical interlude or something uh, before we start getting into spoilers. So, um, Also, since there's a whole four of us, uh, I think everybody should probably go around and uh, say your name so that everybody can distinguish who the heck we are. <laughs> all right, I'm Mike from kentucky that's all you need to know (laughs) i'm daniel i'm from oklahoma i don't know if that gives you anything (laughs) and and i'm quentin also from daniel oh (laughs) from from his lineage (laughs) yeah they looked on uh ancestry and found (laughs) out that uh, they were actually long lost cousins who knew (laughs) You know, in my family, that's that's completely possible. Well, at least you guys both have more family than Han Solo. <laughs> this is true. So. <laughs> so, how did you guys feel about uh, about this movie? I regret to inform everyone that the Solo apologist has logged on because I really love this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I found it. I found it very refreshing uh, coming off of our you know the the main star wars movies that they're currently making i i did not really enjoy um the force awakens and the last jedi um but i really liked rogue one and i really liked solo so i'm almost thinking that i should probably like start skipping all the main ones and just go and see like the anthology movies yeah i this one i, I just sort of enjoyed you know it's one of those movies where I, it's i i don't feel like it's very memorable but and it, and it wasn't disgustingly bad or anything like that. It just was right there in the middle where movies shouldn't be, and that's just mm. average. I'd rather it be really good or really bad. I Just average, lukewarm is not good enough for a Star Wars movie. So you want them to like remake uh, the holiday special? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, if, if it's going to be bad, make it really bad. <laughs> and Battle it, on Endor needs a CGI remake. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> But yeah, I didn't fall asleep. 
that's that's my barometer <laughs> right there. So if I fall asleep, that's usually a really bad movie. So see, I think I landed on average when I first came out of the theater, like not bad, not good, mostly forgettable. But then as I thought about it more, I went, I think I'm only upgrading it because it's a Star Wars movie. And I think it's actually just bad. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I <laughs> now I'm really nervous because like when I was in the theater, I kept like I, I kept saying out loud to Savannah, like, damn, I love this movie. This is such a good movie. <laughs> Well, with Rogue One, I didn't like it at all the first time I saw it. And then oh, yeah? the second time I saw it, I loved it. It's it's probably my my favorite of the new Star Wars movies. And mm-hmm. I don't think Solo will be that way. I, I, I feel like Solo, I just didn't have, you know, I, I, I understand everything that's going on. And I don't feel like it's going to get better on second viewings. But mm. I'll give it a chance. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> See, I was kind of the reverse where, I mean, I've, I saw Rogue One a couple of times in the theater, but watching it and thinking about it, I was like, well, that was a thing. I mean, it was a good thing, but oh yeah, I don't know. Yeah, don't get me wrong. That movie had its flaws as well, Like, but um, I certainly enjoyed it more than the seven and eight movies. Yeah, and I, I, I almost wonder if like the reason that I liked Solo so much was because it didn't do a lot of the things that I like absolutely dislike about the core movies that are coming out right now which is like coming out with like universe altering rules you know um they didn't they didn't break any rules in in solo um they like it it was it was much more lighthearted you know like the stakes the stakes were much lower here uh which I think was probably refreshing for me because I like, I like being immersed in this in the Star Wars universe so much. Like I don't need the next big super weapon, you know. I like I'm I'm craving a few more just like kind of stories that that don't affect the rest of the universe, but that I can get you know invested in. Yeah, you're you're right about that. I kind of feel like it it. It wasn't trying to be like this huge, big, bombastic movie. Like it stayed kind of. It, it was a smaller adventure film, mm-hmm. and um, it it was definitely grittier than your normal average Star Wars movie. A little bit. Um, it, it it was definitely shot darker. Like it wasn't a bright yeah. and vibrant picture. There was a lot of parts in the movie where it was kind of dark, and it was hard to f- figure out what was going on <laughs> in the frame. Um, but you know, it, it it kind of made the whole uh, tone of the movie feel kind of off because you're like, is this supposed to be a very serious movie or is it supposed to be lighthearted, kind of like Han Solo? He's kind of a, a you know a quirky, not quirky, but like a sarcastic uh, guy. So, right, yeah, because like yeah, so many of the of the the places that they're in are like really just dirty, mucky, like. Like I just I was feeling a little uncomfortable just seeing all you know how dirty people were. I was like, Ugh, just go take a shower, please. <laughs> yeah, so I I really like the military scenes though. Those those were cool. You mm-hmm. don't see that much in in Star Wars movies. Like Star Wars is in the title, but there's not mm. very many actual military scenes. And this had a couple cool looking ones that kind of reminded me of World War One almost. 
Yeah. yeah, and especially especially like military scenes that don't involve like stormtroopers, right? In the core movies, we see so much of the stormtroopers because they are the elite of the elite, um, and so that's the reason that they're the ones who are always going up against like our main characters. But in in real, okay, I was about to say in reality, uh, <laughs> in- <laughs> this is how deep I am in this universe, you guys. <laughs> like. If you go, if you randomly select a battlefield that is taking place in the Star Wars universe, right, you're probably not going to find stormtroopers because they're just like vastly, vastly more of these regular Imperial troops uh, who aren't the elite. Um, and so, like, yeah, I, I found it really refreshing to see things kind of from their perspective. And it was not glamorous. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, and this is one of the first Star Wars movies also that I've seen that didn't have. It kind of, kind of like Rogue One it didn't have a lot of the uh, fantastical elements, like uh, lightsaber mm-hmm. duels and almost magical things. Like this was more like regular people, and you know, in a regular world. <laughs> yeah, it, it could yeah. have been. It, it didn't even have to be a Star Wars movie. It could have been any movie. Any movie with hyperspace and Kessel runs. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> But it didn't feel Star Warsy that much. Like I didn't feel like I was watching a Star Wars movie. That's I don't know if that makes yeah. sense at yeah. all. But I think it totally does. Yeah, because like the the mysticism of like the Jedi has been a huge part of like the Star Wars mythos. And um, personally, it's been a part of the Star Wars mythos that I've really gotten tired of. <laughs> um, you know, like like when the Clone Wars, uh, you know, era was going on, I was getting very interested in stories that were that were told from the perspective of like, okay, here's some Jedi, and they're like really questioning a lot of like the rules that the Jedi Order has, you know, around like, uh, especially around um, romantic relationships and stuff. And of course, authors were exploring that because of like the whole um, Anakin and Padme thing. Um, but you know, like I I was like, oh yeah, this. I can totally see like these members of this order like like going against that kind of thing because it's freaking ridiculous. <laughs> and I did see in your notes you kind of mentioned the show Firefly. Yes, and I, and I can yeah. kind of see this movie almost would fit in a Firefly universe more than a Star Wars universe almost in my the, head. There was a, especially there was about like a thirty-minute section of the movie that I was just like, oh my god. Oh my God! This is the this is the crew of the fire of the of Serenity. Oh my God! <laughs> and like the situation that they were in was very Firefly, and like I, I was just I was so on board. Yeah, it's space western. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. I just wish it had leaned into those things more. It felt like overall it kind of generified the plot. I think from the background of it being one director or. Uh, two directors previously and then ron howard getting it it kind of felt like it was handed off at some point (laughs) well i think that's the biggest issue is it never chooses its direction hard enough like you you can see it almost making it to whatever it wants to be yeah and then it would it would veer off to the side like if it leaned harder into the comedy or if it leaned harder into the heist i think i really would have loved it but it just kind of like sits in the middle yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. That's what we were saying earlier. Like the, it just feels like it's just in the middle. It doesn't have much of its own yeah. identity. I, I was pretty nervous at the beginning when they immediately introduced like, "Hey, there's this fuel 
that's needed for like these big <laughs> warships and it's very valuable and i was like uh okay <laughs> like this is going to be central to everything that happens in this movie and we're never going to hear about it ever again in the entire universe <laughs> yeah yeah they never talk about this fuel ever um, Which I've, was, you know, kind of the same thing that happened in Rogue One. Kyber crystals. Okay, they're really important for now. <laughs> yeah, they got to fit something in there to make the plot. Um, yeah, you're right. The the comedy side, I feel like the reason why they fired the original directors is because they, they basically said they made this movie into a comedy. Like, the movie was a comedy with them. Yeah. And so, whatever reshoots and cutting they did, they basically gutted the lightheartedness out of it for the most part there was a robot that was semi-funny yeah. um mm-hmm. oh i loved her <laughs> but yeah, yeah there, i didn't get any like hearty laughs out of this movie like it, yeah it was kind like of it, like muffled chuckles <laughs> yeah yeah just well to be fair i haven't really I, I didn't really get any laughs out of many of the star wars movies recently at all but mm. i think there were a lot of like characters in this movie that i really really liked more than than other star wars movies that have come out recently um you know like the the robot that you mentioned was one um the the pilot guy uh who is in beckett's crew oh um, you talking about uh basically a rocket raccoon uh, ripoff sure well <laughs> i mean i was thinking of him more as wash because like that was you know he, <laughs> that was when we were in the firefly section of the movie <laughs> <laughs> yeah but yeah um, and actually, I, that does bring me to casting. I think that the the casting was really good in this movie, um, and they did what like I think Star Wars does really really well, which is like taking actors who I've never seen before, I've never heard of them before, you know, and um, and put them into roles that become really memorable. Um, of course, we've you know we we have a few people who have definitely seen before, like Donald Glover, um, but he was great as Lando, yeah. you know. Um, Woody Harrelson, I I kept looking at him and I was like, where have I seen you before? Where have what? I seen? Oh yeah, it was it was Zombieland. Ian, you need to watch more movies, buddy. But I I thought Woody was a good addition, but he he was like in parts he was great, but then in other parts mm-hmm. it felt like he was like phoning it in a little bit. Hmm. Like I, I felt like well, he was flat. They casted him as Space Woody, though. <laughs> so it's not like he had a lot to go on anyway. Yeah. I wonder if he even knew he was on set. Like, that's, here's that's, a gun, just go that way. That's true. And he was... Uh, He's just wearing the same jacket that he <laughs> wore to work. Yeah. He was a little bit one-dimensional as well. Like, he, he, it's one of those things where he... You knew exactly what he was going to do. He didn't do anything surprising at all. And... You, you didn't they tried to make you like him but in the end he's just not likable like he doesn't <laughs> do anything like you're, why would you want to empathize with this guy basically what I'm saying well see I I had a different take because during the scene where they're talking about this well, a spoiler this maybe a little spoilery <laughs> there's some scenes where they set up his motivations yeah and by the end of the movie you see how far he was willing to take things to get those motivations mm. so for me he kind of grew on me as he went along i guess he's at first i was like a selfish character he's a selfish person yeah and it's hard but to he's very upfront about selfish that person like a person who's just about themselves yeah i've got a spoilery nitpick that i'll save for the second half but okay um speaking of of selfish characters i felt like han himself was not very <laughs> 
well fleshed out in this movie. Well, he like, wasn't selfish enough. Yeah, he could have been more selfish. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's like, got a whole character arc to become unselfish later. Yeah. <laughs> he needs to be more selfish. <laughs> yeah. Can we dial down the douche on Woody? Dial up the douche on Harrison. <laughs> um. Yeah. And and like. Like, I understand that this is supposed to be a movie about, like, oh, this is how Han kind of became his, like, jaded self. But the arc almost felt, like, opposite of that. Yeah, he actually didn't really have an arc, I don't think. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah. he he doesn't learn much. He doesn't learn much at all. Basically, he just learns don't trust people. Yeah, and he meets Chewie. I don't think that's a spoiler. The the biggest (laughs) thing I, I think that's odd about this movie is... They go out of their way to explain every small detail about Han Solo that doesn't need to be explained (laughs) at all. Like, we don't need to know how he got his last name. That doesn't need to be explained. (laughs) We don't need to know why he uh, can talk to his Wookiee friend, Chewbacca. That doesn't need to be explained. <laughs> like, they, well, and here's the thing: they did, they didn't even explain that. No, they, they just didn't. like he was just like, oh yeah, I I speak some Shrewook. Like, no, no big deal. <laughs> that was so dumb. A <laughs> minor nitpick here: they put subtitles for his Wookie, and no, <laughs> not and no Chewbacca. other Wookie utterances. <laughs> and that's just oh, a God. little minor style thing. Like, either subtitle all of it or none of it. Yeah, it's a mess. Oh, that, <laughs> I did. There, there was one moment where like Chewbacca started talking for like a a, <laughs> a fairly extended amount of time, and I was like, "Are wait, are we just gonna do like a holiday special here and have a five minute scene that's just Wookies?" I feel like that's gotta be a remnant of when it was full on comedy. Yeah. Just having full on <laughs> Wookie conversations would have been great. Yeah. comedy. <laughs> But I just don't understand why do they need to explain all these little things that don't need to be explained. It takes away from the actual movie itself. Like, yeah. all these things happen in this short period of time. He got his last name. He got his gun. He got his best friend. He uh, learned how to, you know, be a thief. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't know. That was a nitpick I had because it's just a laundry list of things that we need to cover that yeah. are just solo things. <laughs> <laughs> Though I'm going to defend the name because the name of the movie is Solo, and bringing up how that came about was really great. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it, I love that little that little bit. You I mean, like that scene? I thought that was great. Oh my like, god! But that's the first one that comes up, and I was like, oh, that's cool. And then they started the laundry list. And I was like, oh, it's bad because okay. it pulls you out of the movie experience. Like it, like every single time they tick one of those boxes of this is how this happens. Like you get removed from the movie, and you're like, oh yeah, uh, that's how that pieces in with the uh, other movies and it it takes you out of it i i mean on the other hand like if you're having a conversation with somebody who you know is a certain way right and then they like tell you the story about you know why that like how they got that idiosyncrasy or whatever like that you know that's not going to take you out of the story like that's <laughs> yeah but there's it's just kind of natural there's also the thing of no one asked how why Han calls Chewbacca Chewie, but <laughs> but they felt the need to go. You know what? That name's too long. Oh yeah, that's so, oh my god. Well, because we would have accepted it if he just said Chewie. Yeah, like we wouldn't have. Nicknames yeah. are a we thing. We didn't need to have that question answered. <laughs> yeah, nicknames are a thing, and they had to explain what a nickname was in the movie. <laughs> I can think of an even better reason for him to have called him Chewie. Uh, but this is a little bit of a spoiler. <laughs> we'll, we'll say that. It's a teaser. So, yeah. <laughs> um, 
Yeah. It's... Yeah, I think I just would have preferred a, a Han Solo movie that wasn't a Han Solo origin movie. Well, and then the whole idea of generally origin movies or generally prequel movies do not do well. Like, people don't care. Mm. Like, they, they don't need to know. Like, part of the whole idea of a character is imagining parts of the character that you don't have explained to you. Yeah. Like, you don't need to know every single detail of why this character is the way they are. Like, that's the whole idea of, like, why, why a lot of people are flipping out about the Joker movie. Like, <laughs> keep, keep the mystery around the Joker. Um, <laughs> you don't need to explain why. Because when you explain it, it's it's just not as exciting and fun. Like that's why they hide like the movie monster till the very end. Because once you know what the movie monster looks like, it's just takes away a bit of it. You know. This is the reason that in my perfect world, there are no prequel Star Wars movies. They just went directly to the <laughs> next set, and we're and at this point in my headcanon timeline, we'd just be picking up to like nine, ten, eleven. See, I, when I was watching the prequels, like earlier this year i guess i thought it would have been cool if they designed the prequels as if they were not the fourth fifth and sixth movies but as if they were the first second and third movies so they they would have like cliffhangers like instead Mm. of having yoda send someone off if someone was watching from the beginning have it ambiguous whether yoda died or not and then when if someone were watching them in order they get to episode five and they're like what yoda survived like that would have been a neat thing to do that they didn't do <laughs> yeah but yeah oh gotcha so like the in episode three they would have not uh, i don't follow you oh, yeah. <laughs> like like <laughs> <laughs> just writing them as if they were the first movies instead of oh gotcha that makes instead sense, of but... knowing everything that happens in four five and six leave some ambiguity so you can watch them either way Maybe that's how they should do prequels. Like, write them like the other one doesn't exist. Yeah. <laughs> or just don't do prequels. Yeah, or do, like, or make it a full-on comedy, which they backed away from. <laughs> they got like you got to do something because the stakes, the stakes are never gonna be totally there for a movie where you know the well, character's gonna live. Yeah. Spoiler. Right. <laughs> and that's that's why I almost always advise people to like watch things or read things in the order that they were released instead of like the chronological Mm. order within the universe because the writers are almost always structuring things with the assumption with the knowledge that like people already know such and such a thing from the universe well thanks ian i'll just get in my time machine and (laughs) go back and redo my whole life I'm kidding. You're you're right. Hindsight, you know, right. 2020. But the thing is, is sometimes you watch a prequel and it takes away from the movie. Like that, the movie that it's a prequel of is probably a lot better than the prequel itself. So you're probably better served just to watch that movie because it might take away from the better movie some in some way. I, eh. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. <laughs> sometimes though, some sometimes they do manage to like explain or flesh out something that. Um, you know, has been kind of an um, area of debate. Uh, that was my really good segue into talking about less than 12 parsecs. Because <laughs> uh, one of my least favorite things to hear people like dunk on Star Wars for is like, oh, it's all, it's like George Lucas doesn't even know what a parsec is because that's a unit of distance, not a unit of time. Why does it matter how like far the Millennium Falcon went? And um, 
as somebody who lives too much in this universe, <laughs> you know, I always I always uh, tear people a new one going like, oh, man, you don't understand how hyperspace works and you need to like, you know, you need to navigate at the the shortest possible trajectory otherwise you're just wasting time and yada yada um and i think that this movie did a pretty good job of like showing why why that mattered um and why parsecs is like a unit of measurement that actually makes sense in this context um because they had as silly as like the whole nebula with like the beacons going through it thing was um like it 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 made a it was a very good visual representation of like oh yeah there's a clear path that you have to take when you're making hyperspace jumps and if you try to cut corners you're gonna wreck yourself but real quick what why was he heralded as one of the best pilots it, it didn't really show much <laughs> of like this is why he's the best pilot because he flew in hyperspace oh yeah no i well i don't think that that has much to do with it because once you're in hyperspace, you just you just sit back that's, and relax. That's what I mean. Like I, I always thought that this was like some sort of you know amazing feat that he accomplished, I mean, we, and it was more like oh, I turned autopilot on and sat back and, <laughs> and watched it fly. Well, I think I think that we saw enough of like why he's known as a great pilot in the original trilogy, anyway. You know, because yeah. he was he was flying circles around all these Tie Fighters. Uh, you know, especially when they were in like the asteroid field. In episode five, um, well, spoiling would looks sort of like a station wagon <laughs> yeah. through space. Like he lost guys in sports cars in a station wagon. I also love that they showed how this station wagon became a piece of crap. Yeah, that was good. <laughs> uh, seeing how beautiful it looked whenever mm-hmm. they first step on, and knowing what it looks like in episode four. Let me count on my hand. It's like, yeah. oh no. So the the uh, I noticed the it didn't have the in the beginning it didn't have the fork in the front. Yes. And it, was that a escape pod in the middle? Yes. Okay, that's they just never bought another escape pod. <laughs> I guess not. Han Solo's freaking broke, uh, or he's an idiot, or both. <laughs> but you don't have to worry about wind resistance in space. That's true. True. Yeah, that did that, crack I, me up because in New Hope they mentioned like all the escape pods were launched, and I was like, "Does that even have an escape pod?" <laughs> and now I was like, "Okay, it did." <laughs> I just realized that for the longest time, I always assumed that the escape pods came out of like the two circles on the sides yeah. on the <laughs> starboard, be- and and I just figured out why I made that assumption. It's because that's where the escape pod is in the Lego set. Mm. Oh. Yes, those Legos. And <laughs> and now that I think about it, that wouldn't have been possible because that's where the that's the where gun- the ramp goes down. The gunner seats or where where the what? No, no, no. The gunner seats are on the top and the bottom. That's right. Yeah. Uh, yeah, but like the ramp to get off of the ship when you land is right there on the side. <laughs> Honestly, I I wouldn't be mad if they made a sequel to Solo. I think they could do more with a sequel since they got all this garbage out of the way. <laughs> um, they can yeah. make a really cool sequel out of this because I, I like the actors that played a lot of the characters. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think maybe I could love a sequel and still not like this one very much. <laughs> yeah, I, I think they could build on this and make a better movie because obviously they'd probably choose a better. They'd probably choose a director and stick with that director throughout yeah. the entire thing. Well, I don't think that they planned well, when they started this to like <laughs> yeah. switch directors three times. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, I'm not sure if it's under poor management or not, but there's this is like the third Star Wars movie in a row where they've switched directors. 
I feel like they're getting scared. Like they pick someone that has like a really strong vision for a movie and then they go, ooh, that that isn't what we wanted. We want to play it a little <laughs> bit safer than what you have. Yeah. Which is hilarious <laughs> because in Star Wars, you could never make the fans happy. No. So they might as well just <laughs> yeah. go all out the way they want. Oh, you know what they need to do? Um, who's who's the guy who directed, who created uh, What We Do in the Shadows, and he directed Thor Ragnarok? They need to bring Wait, him Taiki on. Waititi? Yeah. Ta- Taika Waititi? <laughs> yeah. I love his work. <laughs> um, how did you guys feel about the soundtrack in this movie? I, I don't I don't uh, remember it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my feeling as well, which, which was, like, I noticed the times in the soundtrack where they were very intentionally, like, doing an homage to you know like a a musical cue from the from the original trilogy uh but other than that like mm, not really i don't i don't remember most of it i love the strings that they did um it's in the the trailer it's like the heist movie music that they kind of have as their theme (laughs) well i think it comes back up in the film but oh good okay that doesn't have would have been a whole Yeah, it would have been a hilarious situation where you know you you were unknowingly uh, praising two steps from hell or something like that. <laughs> but I was gonna say I like the folksy instruments they chose here and there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it wasn't well, as well crafted as say Rogue One soundtrack because it mm-hmm. was amazing. Was it? Yeah, was yeah. this the one that they fired the um, the composer and and? hired a new one within like two months or was oh, that the they? last jedi oh yeah i think that was the last jedi i remember reading that back in okay back in december i, I, I think yeah and they did that for i think they've done that for a bunch of movies recently that that's mm. like the thing to do nowadays is just to go in and fire a bunch of people and redo things like uh <laughs> I, I i almost feel like there's almost too much focus testing now with movies yeah, like, like they they just get a bunch of people in a room. Like, yeah, I don't like that. I don't like that. I don't like that. Like, movies don't movies don't like take risks as much as they used to. No, guys, what if they were doing A B testing on us and like all four of us saw slightly different versions of the movie? If that's true, mine was the one that had all the trailer music only in it. That's why I, guess, I heard it. I guess I got the bad one. I don't. I don't yeah. enjoy that. <laughs> um do we want to get into spoiler territory Let's now do it. all right um i think that the biggest spoiler that i have from this movie which is a hilarious thing to say is a piece of music
Thanks for listening to this half of the episode. If you want to hear the rest, remember to go out to Cinemike or the Nexus TV. If you want to email us, doubleissueshow at gmail.com. I'm Guare on Twitter. Quinn's best Quinn ever. It's all in the description of the show notes. Doubleissue.show. You'll find everything we got. Our channel art is by Lisa Prather. You can find her on Instagram. Instagram.com slash Lisa Prather Art. Or her website, LisaPratherArt.com. Our music this week is the Free Harmonic Orchestra with Free Harmonics. And Everyone is So Alive by Loyalty Freak Music. All licenses for the music were Creative Commons licenses. You can check out those licenses in our description below. Also, this episode is released under a Creative Commons license. So remember to link back to us if you used anything from the show. And to also, you know, tell us what you did. Because that would be awesome to find out more where our work's been used. Anyway, thanks for joining us. And we'll talk to you next week. Bye. Uh, all right, so I think that's it that we've got for uh, Solo, a Star Wars movie. Nope, a Star Wars story. Ah, I can't even remember. A Star Wars tale. <laughs> um, so, fellas, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me at the Cinemic on Twitter and Instagram, and I will start be I'll start putting out new episodes of Cinemic soon. Y'all can find me at Guare on Twitter, double issue dot show for our podcast. Yeah, and I'm just at Quentin Pongratz. And I'm Ian Arbuck. Uh, I'm on Twitter as Ian Arbuck. And uh, this has been a production of The Nexus TV. You can find us on Twitter at The Nexus TV. You can send us an email at thenexustv at gmail.com. And you can find all of our shows at uh, thenexus.tv. This episode is released under a Creative Commons Attribution license, so feel free to take any part of it and use it however you like as long as you link back to the original which should be the nexus.tv slash so43 if you want to discuss this episode with other listeners you can go to our subreddit at r slash the nexus tv and if you've got ideas for other things that we can review on this show because we do not only tv uh, whoa tv shows movies (laughs) Uh, but also like electronics and apps and uh, all kinds of nerdy things um, let us know and if you've got something that you want to review for us then uh, we would love to have you on as a guest can I review the YouTube video too many cooks (laughs) no (laughs) no one should as long as you do it shot by shot (laughs) (laughs) thanks for listening everybody have a good one I beefed it. <laughs> <laughs>